Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Rewind, the podcast that rewatches, reviews, and asks why is Gamora? For every movie, show, one shot, and special presentation in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, I'm Tony Camarena. And I'm El Rodriguez. And you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram, guys, at MCU underscore Rewind on both. Uh, so yeah, also you can see our beautiful faces in the post that Al post- just posted, which would probably be a month ago now. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you can rate us on our uh, podcast app, really the best thing you can do for any podcast. Um, also, just a reminder, we're in the middle of Infinity War. I know I haven't said that yet. But when we finish S.H.I.E.L.D., we'll be doing another scroll episode, so drop us a line. What do you want to hear us talk about Marvel-related? Could be literally anything. We tend to rip off other podcasts, but, you know. And with that, today's episode is about Avengers Infinity War Part 2. Original air date, April 27th, 2018. And Part 2 consists of... uh, Minute 54 to 1 hour and 36 in, where Team Cap arrives at the Avengers compound, all the way to Thor deciding to hold the iris of Ninevelir open so they can make Stormbreaker. That's right. And here's a uh, quick rundown of what happens. I don't I don't know. I mean, this is there, there's so much packed in this movie. I don't I don't know if these intros are going to be that quick. But anyway, this is the second of the third sort of kind of quick <laughs> intro that we'll be doing. Captain America, Sam Wilson, Natasha, Wanda, and Vision arrive at the Avengers compound to meet up with Rhodey and Banner, and they all look like crap. Banner explains that Thanos will not stop until he gets all six stones, including the one in Vision's head. Vision says they need to destroy the stone, even if it will kill him. Banner says that they might be able to take the stone out and keep him alive, but he ain't smart enough to do that. So Cap suggests Wakanda, who preps for a big-ass fight. Shuri says that she could get the stone out of Vision, but it'll take a while. Right after that, Thanos' forces arrive just outside Wakanda. Separately, on a spaceship, Doctor Strange is being tortured by Ebony Maw to get the Time Stone. After a small squabble, Spider-Man and Iron Man devise a plan to save him by blowing a, open a hole in the ship and killing Ebony Maw. Stark and Strange continue their pissing contest, but Strange wants to get back to Earth, while Stark wants to take the fight to Thanos. Strange agrees to go fight Thanos, but says he will let everyone die before letting Thanos get the Time Stone. Separately, Gamora and Thanos have a father-daughter talk. Gamora is sad that he killed half of her home planet and kidnapped her. Uh, He says the planet was already dying, and the only way to save everyone was to kill those people. Anyway, Thanos throws. Thanos knows that Gamora knows where the Soul Stone is. She says it's on Voromir. So they go to Voromir. The ghost of the Red Skull shows up for some weird-ass reason and explains that, in order for Thanos to get the Soul Stone, he'll have to kill Gamora. So he does that and gets the stone. But it's way more emotional in the movie than how I just explained it. Trust me. On a related note, Nebula eventually escapes and contacts the Guardians to meet on Titan. She escapes from from Thanos' prison. I I didn't mention that, but I'm sure you know about it. Separately, Iron Man, Spider-Man, and Doctor Strange crash land on Titan. They quickly meet and fight the Guardians of the Galaxy, but realize they're on the same side. Doctor Strange looks at 14,605,000 possible futures, and they only win in one. Thor reminds everyone his life these past few years has really sucked, but it's okay because Thanos hasn't fought him twice. Thor, Rocket, and Groot arrive on Nidavellir, but the forge is closed and everything is dark. 
Eitri attacks, but then stops when he recognizes Thor. He explains that the he created the Infinity Gauntlet because Thanos said he'd kill everyone if he didn't, but then Thanos killed everyone anyway and left Eitri alive. Anyway, if you hadn't noticed, Thanos is a really bad guy. Eitri can build a new weapon for Thor called Stormbreaker, but they will need to restart the forge, which is a problem that only teamwork can solve. Yay, teamwork. <laughs> well, I mean, this whole movie is about what happens when the Avengers don't work as a team. I I think they're going to win still. I haven't watched the last third of the movie, so we'll find out. <laughs> okay, all right. Uh, I won't give you any spoilers, but, but yeah. <laughs> Actually, speaking of spoilers, we said this last week, but I just want to say it one more time. Uh, just a reminder of what our spoiler policy is. Uh, it's everything that has come out in the MCU so far except for the most recent film, which was, Tony, I forgot it last week. What was the Guardians of the Galaxy Vol. 3. That's right. I don't know why I keep remembering. Every time I do this, I always forget the most recent. I'm always thinking of the the one before it. Like, I knew it was not Ant-Man Quantumania, or Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania, but that's what came to my mind. So, anyway, uh, yeah, and, and I just want to say, like, to be very clear about it, this includes Endgame. There's no way that we're going to, like, hold our... The, there's no way that we're not going to talk about how this story ends, right? We're, we're talking about how it starts right here, and like mm-hmm. we're going to compare that to, to the end. So just a reminder, um, I, do, I, w- I don't think I was that clear when we did it last week, so if we ruin anything, it's kind of on you. That movie's been out for a while, but just, just want right. to be clear about that one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. With that disclaimer over, let's move on to our Fast Facts. On your left. Uh-huh. On my left. Got it. Next stop, Cavity Town. Right on, little dude! You got super speed! I do? You didn't see that coming? All right, Al, you told me before we recorded that you had one. What's your fast facts? I did. Uh, and and I, I kind of said this last week. Uh, I do have a handful of fast facts in different places. Um, so I'm just keeping the one in the fast facts section just to uh, meet my, my minimum quota. Uh, so Sebastian Stan, uh, the actor of Bucky, a.k.a. the Winter Soldier, a.k.a. the White mm-hmm. Wolf, he filmed all of his scenes, uh, the, all of his scenes for this movie and Endgame without seeing a script. Oh, so is he improving the whole thing? Uh, I mean, they told him what to do, kind of like okay. Because I mean, what he gets like three lines in this film, <laughs> so true. They, maybe they gave him like like note cards. They're like, okay, here's your line for this scene. Cool. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's not like uh, Tom Holland, where they don't give him a script because he ruins everything. And <laughs> didn't Mark Ruffalo also spoil this whole movie? He spoiled something. I don't remember what. Uh, he uh, he and Don... I remember the interview. He and Don Cheadle mm-hmm. were in an interview and be like... I don't, I don't remember what they were talking about, but he says something like, Yeah, everybody dies. I mean, half of everybody dies, and it was like, <laughs> and then Don Shield goes, looks at him, and goes, "Dude, <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah." <laughs> hmm. All right, Ugh. I can't um, wait to someday be uh, a famous actor and ruin some big thing. Hopefully, it's small, not not big like that, because then then you're known as the person who can't be trusted with. Keeping the secret of the thing you, you just spent a year working on. True. I think, I mean, I think spoilers, people are too paranoid about spoilers. True. Yeah, I know I am. I definitely am. Yeah. 
Um, well, let's move on to this. Uh, the title, uh, Infinity War. This is a war where Thanos is trying to accumulate the Infinity Stones. Um, I can add to that, actually. Okay. Um, okay. So in this film, like we, we talked about this a little bit in the in the uh, summary, right? We see mm-hmm. Doctor Strange. He looked at 14,605 possible futures. But really, there's an infinite number of possible futures. All of them, they go to war. I mean, that's probably not true that all of them go to war. Mm. Maybe two or three of them end with a picnic. But yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure the most most of them go yeah. in infinite universes. At least a couple will do that. Um, yeah, but I think the la- the ending of uh, phase what six the multiverse saga should not be called Serial Wars. It should be called Infinite Wars. Uh, we have <laughs> Infinity Wars and Infinite Wars, and I don't know what they do with the third one. <laughs> in the villain Infinitus. I don't think it's a person. <laughs> he might be. <laughs> I have no idea. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. All right. Uh, we've got the return of Red Skull in this. Uh, this time played by Ross Marquand because Hugo Weaving would not come back to Marvel. Um, Ross Marquand uh, played Aaron in The Walking Dead around the time I stopped watching it. So unlike other things. <laughs> um <laughs> But he also voices Ultron in uh, What If and the Ultron sentries in Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. So he's the Hmm. go-to replacement voice for supervillains, apparently. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, Yeah. You know, I I probably noticed when uh, when the What If series came out that that was a different voice actor Mm -hmm. for uh, for Ultron. Uh, But it it just did not hit me at all. So, yeah, I guess he's really good. Yeah, I mean, it's good in The Walking Dead. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That's one of those things um, that I've heard a lot. Like, you know, if you're if you're like a professional voice actor, mm -hmm. you're you're really good at changing your voice right for that character, for how they are. Uh, And then then over here we have, uh, you know, all famous people who are actors and they just do their regular voice when they do uh, a character. Yeah. And some people are just. Yeah. Yeah, some people just are bad at it. Uh, talking, if we're talking about what if a Sebastian Stan was terrible, <laughs> the most monotone voice, he's not used to voice acting at all. Yeah, uh, the one the one I remember was also um, Michael B. Jordan. I, I just remember his, his yell, "Wakanda forever!" Like he he just yeah. didn't get it. There was something wrong. Yeah, <laughs> and like for a guy who was like so into anime, that threw me off too. Because like he, mm-hmm. I would assume he respects voice actors. Yeah, I, I don't. I mean, maybe it so, was a bad day or something. Yeah. I don't. I don't know. Like there, there's a bunch of reasons. Um, yeah, true. But I don't know. Maybe maybe if he shows up again in season two, if it's still bad, then I'll blame him. But otherwise, you're all right. But yeah, it was just surprising. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, moving on, we've got uh, Nidavellir, which uh, they go to in this movie. In the uh, comics and North mythology, it's the realm of the dwarves, so it makes sense. But in Nidavellir, we meet Eitri, played by Pierre Dinklage. Uh, Eitri originated in Thor Annual Number 5, back in August mm-hmm. 1976. Uh, he was there to um, build a Stormbreaker for uh what's his name i wrote it down in my other one who's that horse face guy who looks like oh 
Yeah. Um, he was the other guy who could wield Mjolnir. Um, yeah. Oh, I'm completely blanking on his name. He had like a two, three word name. Um, Beta Ray Bill. Yeah, him. Yeah. So I have background on Stormbreaker in my uh, notes for next week. Uh, so I had to switch to that. Um, if you don't know who Peter English is, where the hell were you? He was Tyrion Lannister <laughs> in Game of Thrones. Uh, also, his other uh, uh, nerd cred, he has a lot of stuff. Um, he played Bolivar Trask in X-Men Days of Future Past. Trumpkin, the dwarf in Chronicles of Narnia, Prince Caspian. Also, the guy who was rightly offended by Will Ferrell in Elf for being called a dwarf. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, so we also get the first time we hear, as you mentioned earlier, Bucky being called the White Wolf. And uh, the White Wolf is actually a different character in Marvel Comics. He oh. is uh, the name of Hunter, like the superhero name of Hunter, T'Challa's adoptive brother, um, who, in a very Killmonger-esque way, he wants to, like, cause revolutions around Africa. So, <laughs> I probably, they're not going to bring him in because he's very similar to Killmonger. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we get to look at the Guardian's new uh, ship. Actually, we got a look at it last week, but I want to spread up some Easter eggs throughout the uh, show, uh, the three episodes. So the new ship is called the Benatar, named after Pat, Pat Benatar. Uh, Al, do you remember what happened to the last ship? Um, I'm trying to remember. It was... I mean, I assume it was blown up uh, on... Uh, on Star Lord's dad, because that well, was act- the last time we saw them. But yeah, yeah, actually, it was blown up on Yondu's the Ravager ship as Yondu, Craglin, and Rocket and Groot were escaping. Oh, that's right. Yeah. They actually dropped it on people. Like they had the arrow go through the um the thing holding up the ship, and it crashed on people, and they blew it up. That's right. Okay. Yeah. And then in this movie, we get. Uh, Superhero Landing number 142, which is uh, Star-Lord landing after Iron Man throws him in. He tries to throw him into the ground, and he does this, like, with his rocket boots, does, like, a flip. And does a Superhero Landing. So, (laughs) only one this section. But, don't worry, we'll make up for it next section. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we will. Well, I'm I'm trying to think about it. I guess there was only the one fight scene, right? Just, Just that one between... Some of the Avengers and some of the Guardians. Yeah, I mean that, and then the kind of fight scene against uh, Ebony Maw when they shoot him out in space. But oh yeah, that I guess wasn't true. yeah. All right, all right. Uh, let's move on to our heroes. It is one thing to question the official story, and another thing entirely to make wild accusations or insinuate that I'm uh, a superhero. I so, never said you're a superhero. Didn't. Mm-mm. Well, good, because that would be outlandish and uh, fantastic. Prove it. Prove what? That you're Peter Parker. I don't carry an ID with me, you know, it kind of defeats the whole anonymous superhero thing. I saw you. You're a hero. Like, a for real superhero, which is, I'm not like a groupie stalker type. But... So like last time, uh, way too many heroes. So we're going by location instead of by, uh, or location storyline. Instead of by character by character like we usually do. <laughs> so, Al, you're running this episode. Where do we want to begin? 
Uh, well, I guess let's start right at the beginning, right? We've got a bunch of Avengers re-meeting up together at, uh, Avenger, at the Avengers compound. Yeah. So we've got uh, Rhodey pretty much saying, like, nope, the Scooby cards are done. I'm not enforcing him. Pretty much the other heroes aren't enforcing him. How are you going to stop him? <laughs> <laughs> Which we hear in She-Hulk that they're like, the Sokovia cords are null and void. Probably because no one's going to enforce them anymore. <laughs> Yeah, I I think they implied that after the events of the the blip that the mm. Scovia Accords are gone um, in, yeah. in a way, right? I, I think that's what they were implying. Or am I misreading? I assume so. My assumption is because every, not every known hero, because like, as we said, like Daredevil's not there, but a large amount of heroes, unsanctioned heroes, resurrected half of the universe they probably said you can do what you need to do <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay all right yeah it makes sense right like hey half half the universe is back um i mean bucky got pardoned for his crimes that we saw mm-hmm. um and uh yeah and falcon the winter soldier sure. yeah yeah and I'm, I'm sure there were other things too uh that they'll just kind of one off line i i don't know this, mm-hmm. this is why i've really disliked the concept of the Sokovia Accords because it was really just used as a plot device for a single movie. And then pretty much the rest of the time after that, it was it no, no real consequences. Right. Yeah. So that's, that's why I've hated them. The, the ever since they were first around, I mean, I didn't know that they would be a no consequence thing, but Mm. they kind of, acted like it like we i I guess we did get a little bit in agents of shield right they talked about it but and that was yeah that that's about it like they don't even mention it in the other shows that you know we cover daredevil and whatnot Mm -hmm. um yeah i'm trying but i'm trying to think like between civil war and infinity war the only earthbound movie was doctor strange if i remember correctly oh spider-man and and Wakanda. Never mind. There's a I have Black Panther. Okay, there's <laughs> quite a few. I just forgot about movies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and all of them. I guess you can exclude. Like, if we were to exclude Doctor Strange, the other two, they are vigilantes going out doing stuff. Like, yeah, Spider Man especially. Like, at least in Black Panther, he's kind of doing a sovereign his own ruler. Thing. Yeah, he is, but he's also like not out there that much, right? Like he's he shows up in they were in Busan. There was that one mm-hmm, scene, and that's were... pretty much it. Yeah, 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 yeah. The Scooby cords were pretty pointless, but it's Rhodey agrees with him and hangs up on Ross. Yep. Yeah. Hey, um, I was just curious. Um, does Rhodey like at this point in time? Do do those two characters? Does Rhodey? know about Thanos and him coming to Earth? And also, do you think General Ross knows about Thanos? Thanos in particular? Probably not. But they know there were aliens. They went to New York. Oh yeah, that's right. Okay. Well, the the reason I'm asking is because General Ross tells Rhodey to arrest all of them, right? You know, Cap Mm -hmm. and Natasha and everyone. And so I'm wondering what they already know. Um, Because, I mean, maybe, you know... Hey, big alien army coming to Earth, coming back to Earth because they were just there a few hours ago. Yeah, maybe maybe get some help of a couple of militaries to do 
I don't know, something, mm-hmm. maybe. Yeah. True. I mean, honestly, he might be on the call be telling you about Thanos because we know Bruce is there with Rhodey. Oh, Bruce that's right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he probably didn't want to talk to Ross because there was bad blood there. So that's why he was in the other room. Oh, yeah. That's right. <laughs> Back when he was Edward Norton. And mm-hmm. Ross and Rhodey was... Um, I can't remember the actor's name. Oh, we were just talking about it. A different actor. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yep. Yeah, back when two of the people in this scene were different actors. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) And one of the actors in this scene who walks in the moment was a voice of a different character. (laughs) Vision being Jarvis. Paul Bettany named both of them. (laughs) Oh, yeah, that's right. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so Cap walks in and says my favorite line, the line that every listener has heard probably about 300 times. Less than that, uh, Cap is like, I'm not looking for forgiveness, and I'm way past asking for permission. Like, he is done working with mm-hmm. the military, which or with the U.S. government, which is fair. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He just kept getting screwed over by things. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, linking to what we see in Endgame, uh, he then is able to wield Mjolnir, right? That's, that's a big thing for his character. I feel yeah. like this stuff right here, what he's gone through is part of why he's able to do it at that point in time, right? He's, he's seen the crap and he knows what's bad at that. If he were to rule over Asgard uh, or would be worthy of ruling Asgard, or whatever the, the, the inscription yeah. says uh, he, you know, I guess it makes sense that he would see the bad stuff and know like, okay, people like we can still help or whatever, whatever mm-hmm. the hammer thinks. Yeah, that I think worthy. Mm-hmm. May, possibly like the what is worthy in Odin's eyes is mm-hmm. is debatable, but uh, like maybe doing the right thing when other people tell you it's wrong, kind of what he learned in Civil War. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, Bruce and Nat see each other for the first time since uh, Age of Ultron. Mm-hmm. Um. What do you think about, I don't know, there's been a lot about talk about the relationship. Do you think this, like, kind of acknowledgement, like, this not, basically a nod to each other about <clears throat> their relationship, do you think that's good and they should just sweep it under the rug? Do you wish there was more to that? What were your thoughts on this? Um, I, I, I don't know, like, I... In, in this movie, it makes sense that they wouldn't talk about it much, mm-hmm. right? Uh, they haven't seen each other in years, and kind of the the last time that they did see each other, um, they they pretty much left on different terms, right? Like it it, it basically was a breakup because yeah, she wanted to keep helping people, keep fighting. He mm-hmm. wanted to leave, but she forced him to be the Hulk and you know fight Ultron and all that stuff, which then I guess led him into space and being stuck in the Hulk for two years. Yeah. So there, really, there might be some been, bad blood too, yeah. Yeah, and, and it's been only like from Bruce's point of view, it's only been maybe a week because he turned back into the Hulk, maybe like a a day or two. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Because because he did, yeah, he woke up on uh, I forgot on Sakar, yeah, and then he, he fought, and then I guess yeah, however long it took after. Um, uh, why am I bad at words today? I, <laughs> uh, Asgard, as long however long it took Asgard blowing up till them being attacked by Thanos. 
Well, so. yeah, but he was he was Hulk mm-hmm. during that time because remember? Uh, oh yeah, he turned into Hulk right. in the end of Ragnarok. So it's like he woke up, he went through a crowd. There was no time. He was he was Bruce for like a day because <laughs> they right. gave him a time limit. Like we have a time limit or we have a time range for how long he was Bruce, which was like less than a day. Wow. Okay, man, that sucks. All right, yeah, that's. <laughs> It's a lot of time for him to, or it's not a lot of time for him, right? Yeah, I think that's actually, it makes sense where Bruce uh, goes to Tony in part one of this movie, saying, like, it doesn't matter who we are or aren't talking to, make the call. Like, he might be really angry at Natasha, mm-hmm. but there's a bigger priority, and he knows the threat that Thanos is. Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Maybe they didn't talk for, like, four years between the end of this and the him trying to figure out how to be the smart Hulk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was wondering, yeah, that, that's, that was the thing I was gonna, I was kind of curious about. Like when we see an end game, like him and Natasha have basically gone completely different directions. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if they don't talk or if it's like on purpose or if they just like, yeah, we don't really have anything in common. We drifted apart. Like it, it could be something like that, but really seems like, he as a person just really drifted away from the superhero life of like helping people and all that kind of stuff. Who Bruce? Yeah, um, Bruce was like, like not, not the only active superhero during the that we know of during those five years. Um. Well, Be- because what was he? What was he doing? Okay, one part's apocryphal a little bit. One part <laughs> oh, okay. is a deleted scene. There's oh, a okay. scene of, of the Hulk actually saving people. But the fact that the kids approach him and he's still famous five years later. Okay, that's true. Yeah. Either he's actively a hero or he's still in the public spotlight somehow. Mm-hmm. Okay, got it. Yeah. I guess, yeah, I guess I, I wasn't thinking about that. So that, in a sense, feels a little smaller world given because mm-hmm. what we see of like Natasha doing, like she's. Yeah coordinating she's shield right or yeah. something to that effect right she's like well the avengers at that point mm-hmm. yeah. i actually wonder if the one well, and we'll talk about this in endgame in like a year uh two or years one, two years <laughs> <laughs> yep. but are those people on the screen the only active people doing stuff is it rocket is it maybe rocket nebula uh carol roadie and Okoye? It's a good point. It's uh, maybe they're their own group. Yeah. I mean, they, they still are. Their base of operations does seem to be Avengers Mansion or Avengers mm-hmm. Campus, right? Yep. Um, yeah. The Avengers uh, Compound. Compound. That's the word I was looking for. Campus is uh, a yeah. Disneyland, Disney World. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, yeah, the Avengers Compound. And so maybe, maybe it's just like that's the the base and then they go out and do their things of whatever they find, mm-hmm. right? Whatever they can do to help. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. So they kind of have a, uh, discussion about what to do. Um, I'm so su- Steve, we don't trade live Rogers. This surprises me, like, that, I don't know, maybe, 
I don't know why it surprised me, but like Steve uh, saying like we don't trade lives, I will literally risk. He's basically saying I will really literally risk half of life in the universe for one person. Yeah, well, he's he's such an optimist, right? Like yeah. he he doesn't want to believe about that. Like, and he he knows a fight's coming, but he's also he's not used to having to make that hard decision for other people right like he's even when he was in the military he wasn't sending people off on missions that will most likely get them all dead Mm -hmm. like later in this movie when there's a big old fight in wakanda like how many wakandans died to aliens killing them like i'm sure a lot right they they were on a freaking battlefield yeah like he didn't make that decision but he didn't think about that and i think that's just him just purely being optimistic. Okay. I, I, yeah, I guess I could see that. Oh, um, or also optimistic, but also not knowing his privilege of like, well, I've got all these powers. I think everyone will be fine. I'm always okay. He doesn't think about others in that way. <laughs> Capu is of people who are actually super powered. He has the least power of super powered people. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And so he's like, well, if I'm fine, all these yeah. other powered people, they'll be okay. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> all right. Uh, yeah, but they decide they're going to go to Wakanda instead of letting Wanda uh, murder her boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, do you want to move on to Wakanda? Yeah, let's do that there. That's a that's a quick uh, jump from them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we see uh, T'Challa and Nokoye uh, recruiting everyone he can. So the people under him and also the Jabari and Bucky. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> um, one thing I started noticing a little bit in Civil War, but I noticed a lot here and even more in Endgame. Um, Rhodey's a bully. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, okay. I, I I thought more like he he pokes fun at people, but I guess you're right. Yeah, that's a way to look at I, it. I I have real problems as a bigger guy how he treats Thor in Endgame. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I have to remember I I don't really remember how he treats Thor in Endgame. Like I know he's very insulting, but Yeah. To be fair, <laughs> Thor's not helping. But no, I No, but I don't like the one thing I think in particular is when they're going to do the snap and they're asking who's going to do the snap. And he's like, uh, Thor is desperate. He's like begging to do the snap because he wants to do something good. Mm-hmm. He's like, he says, uh, Thor goes, do you know what's going through? Or like what's pumping through my veins? And Brody goes, cheese whiz. And he's like, no thunder or lightning or whatever. <laughs> but I'm just like, come on. This guy is like at his lowest moment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. I think he, I think he pushes it too far, too far. But maybe I'm a little sensitive to it because, like, what I'm talking about here is how he embarrasses or he pokes fun at uh, uh, at uh, Bruce making him bow to T'Challa. Yeah, I I think that one specifically yeah. that that was like the harmless prank he's playing on mm-hmm. a friend. Um, I don't know how well those two have ever worked together, if they have ever really worked together. So this uh, that could have just been like, yeah, I'm playing this joke 
on this guy I have no relationship with. So mm-hmm. uh, this could go badly. It really seems like uh, Rhodey is the guy who just likes messing with people, which right. I guess is one of the reasons why Stark likes him. Right. That's true. Because I'm sure I'm sure Stark would also mess with him, too. And maybe that's just his his normal personality. And oh, yeah, I'm sure he has taken it too far too many times. He is in the military. You, they. I, yeah. I'm told the culture. It's very. Yeah, exactly. I'm told it's easy to get bored when you're in the military. Yes. Yeah, so. <laughs> true. Um, so, yeah, so they go and meet uh, Shuri, who. Uh, I like how she kind of criticizes Bruce for, um, for what she say like doesn't wire him sequentially or something like that. Mm-hmm. Something, yeah. yeah, some some techie techno babble stuff. But it's just like, yeah, obviously the smartest person in the MCU, this child, <laughs> or one of them. Yeah, it, I mean it's also like it's also a little bit of hindsight too, right? Like, yeah. Like, uh, when they, they did that, you had, uh, what, um, Stark and Banner, two very smart people, just kind of hoping for the best, that they would do something, right? And mm-hmm. they, they were just trying every possible combination. That's all it was. It was a brute force thing. Yeah, but also, <laughs> they didn't do it, did they? Wasn't Ultron the one who made the body? Ultron, um... He put the stone in. And made the body, and it was the upload and stuff that Bruce and Tony finished. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, but the, it was it, the physical uh, wiring wasn't them. No, but they were. They did do the the unlocking of the stone, right? Because there was a mind in there, Ultron. And well, yeah. So I'm. I would guess that some sort of work that they had done for unlocking it is what unlocked it to be able to then go into a body is, is my assumption of like where they're, what they're saying. Okay. I, I took it as the physical connections because that's what it seems what she's doing is physically disconnecting the stone from the body. Yeah. So I, I guess I took it more as, Whatever that interface is for the stone to talk to something, and then that something to talk to human technology, which would be mm. the, the android body. I, I was assuming that was the the piece that that they had worked on because that that is exactly what they were trying to do. Just like unlock the stone to figure out what they can do with it. Okay, I can see that. And it, and we're both just guessing, right? This isn't yeah, something true. that they're that they've said. But dude, <laughs> th- we run a nerd podcast. This is what the nuance and the minutia is. What people are listening for, <laughs> exactly. Yep. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I mean, we've all been there before, right? Like, this is a thing we've never done before. We made it. Okay, we've been up for three days straight. It works. Awesome. Someone else. Hey, why don't you do this other very obvious thing? Because I didn't think about it. Thanks. Yeah, now, I think that's yeah. that's like a coding engineering uh, mm-hmm. thing. When you say everyone's done it before, like, no, I've never stayed up three days doing anything. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's fair. <laughs> yeah, that's your line of work. Um, uh, I am uh, I am a teacher. I'm off at three thirty. Do not bug me. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. <laughs> yeah. So the ships start uh, entering the atmosphere, and Vision's like, "Nope, kill me." Kill me, and then Cap's like, "No." 
Yeah. 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 I mean, given how what we see at the end of the film, I guess I guess this was worth a shot. Um, yeah. But yeah, we'll, we'll we'll talk about that next week. Anyway. Yeah, we get yeah. the the best uh, trailer line is like, what does T'Challa say? I can't remember the beginning. It's like, <laughs> uh, raise the shields, get all your defenses on the ground, and get this man a shield. And oh, like, yeah. So cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, we'll talk about the shields he gets next week. Because <laughs> we don't see eh, that. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. Definitely cool. This God, this movie had so many cool lines. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I was saying, uh, I think I was saying it last week, that Thor gets the best lines in the film. But you know what? They're, they're pretty evenly spaced. I, I think a lot of characters get some really cool lines in this mm-hmm. film. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think. Maybe for a scroll episode. Yeah, I've been thinking about a scroll idea. It's like a questionnaire. And like, what our favorite lines from the MCU is? Not gonna do yeah. that now. <laughs> uh, good. Uh, yeah, we're talking about Infinity War. Yep. <laughs> uh, I think we're done with Wakanda, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. There was very little in Wakanda for this this amount of time. Mm-hmm. All right. What do we want to do next? Uh, let's go into space. So we have that whole um, squabble of, uh, I guess, Doctor Strange being a. Uh, uh, okay. being saved i guess yeah let's talk I was about like, that which, then... i was like which space do we want to go <laughs> thor space or go to tony steven and peter space yeah i forgot there were multiple in space yeah yeah but uh yeah we'll, we'll do the the doctor strange spider-man iron man that their their whole thing yeah um one thing that's always bugged me since we first saw this movie talking about limes mm-hmm. peter says and i wrote this down you can't be a friendly neighborhood spider-man if there is no neighborhood well, that doesn't make sense, but you know what I mean. No, Peter, that makes exact sense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You have to save whatever you yeah. can. I mean, he has no idea what the plan is here. He's just he's just here in space for the first time. Like, this is yeah. cool. He, he yeah. doesn't know that there's someone trying to destroy half the universe. Right? I mean, no, but he knows whatever is happening is important. So mm-hmm. it's probably yes. for... To save Earth. When you see aliens, you assume it's about saving Earth. Yeah. I mean, last time aliens attacked New York, uh, it was really bad. So it probably is this time. And yeah, it is. Yeah. Because this is the fourth time aliens have attacked Earth. As like in force, as far as we know, right? Uh, List them. I can only think of three. Okay. We've got this. We've got... um, uh avengers mm-hmm. we have um a captain marvel and then we okay. have uh thor the dark world okay yeah that's true. i completely forgot about thor the Dar- thor the dark world um i guess when the aliens attack in captain marvel i i i was thinking more of like publicly known cuz like the captain okay. marvel stuff is is pretty hidden yeah, right hush, like hush. that's not yeah yeah the public doesn't know about that. Um, and that's what I, I, I was assuming you were probably going to mention like a TV show thing, but no, yeah, those, those don't get big. The the other one that I can think of was the events from guardians of the galaxy volume two, uh, where oh, the giant blobs. Yeah. But no one ever really knows what those are about. So I guess, I guess yeah. that doesn't count as an alien attack. <laughs> 
I mean, it's definitely not an invasion. I guess it's an attack. Mm-hmm. I, I'm sure there's uh, Stark or Department of Damage Control swarming around that stuff. Yeah, yeah, exactly. If uh, if the shieldies weren't too busy, I'm sure they would have thrown Fitzsimmons at it to see what what happened there. But there's another missed going. opportunity in Shield. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. What were they doing in 2017 though? Well, oh, we're in 2018 boy. now, so this was they were dealing with robots, and if it's like lined up, which it's not, because that movie was three years earlier in the past, oh, right? Because that was like a few months after the first one. So okay, so this is 2014 then. Mm-hmm. What did the show so start? Oh, se- twenty thirteen is when the show started. So around season two, I guess they could have dealt with it. Yeah, yeah, that was Coulson trying to rebuild Shield, and then they were dealing yeah. with other Shield and and that mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah, yeah, but it's like there's no reason why they couldn't have dealt with it or investigated it. Yeah, okay, that's true. And not that the showrunners knew what was going to happen in Guardians of the Galaxy three at that time. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, so Peter rips off another really old movie, Alien, mm-hmm. or Aliens. Um, yeah. Uh, so and Peter gets his eye- spider legs, or he has them, but he finds out he has spider legs. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh what do you, how, what do you think about this suit? I kind of think we talked about it a little bit yesterday. Do you like the suit with the spider legs? Uh, it's okay. Yeah, I don't dislike it. It makes sense given. Who made it, right? Mm-hmm. Iron Man made it for Spider-Man, so... Yeah. Sure. I've yeah. got a big question. I mean, we won't talk about it for two years, so I'll forget I've asked this question, so we'll talk about it now. Okay, sounds fair. Uh, we have instant kill mode we see in Endgame, from those legs, right? Like, instant kill yes. mode, eyes go real narrow, and it starts just pretty much stabbing people with those legs. Yes, okay. When they ask about instant kill mode, mode in Homecoming, what does that do? <laughs> uh... Yeah, that's a good question, right? Because I guess one of the things that we never fully uh, get any kind of background on is when Stark makes his Iron Man suits, there's mm-hmm. there's a little bit of give and take of like, there's a human piloting this thing, controlling it. And then there's an AI system to do some of that work for like, hey, you're better at piloting than I am. So yeah pilot up path and you know avoid debris you know stuff like that right Mm -hmm. there there are things that that can be automated that's faster than a human thinking but you still want a human to be in control of that so the so like what you just said instant kill mode it makes sense that it's just those spider hands doing that Mm -hmm. but the other suit that he has before this and in um uh kevin civil war and homecoming yeah. yeah like that one he doesn't really have stuff so like would that take over like would he have to be fighting the suit to like and or maybe that's it, it. Maybe, yeah maybe I know it's just he's... the suit goes around killing people <laughs> maybe <laughs> oh you know what actually maybe maybe it just switches the webbings maybe they're like bullet webbings or something weird that's what i was thinking mostly because they have the electric webbing maybe it's just like mm-hmm. shocks and kills Whoever it is, every time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> Unfortunately, we'll never find out because he doesn't have that suit anymore. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Oh well. Uh, maybe in a what if episode. Maybe. Mm. <laughs> or if they adapt Superior Spider-Man. Oh, yeah. 
I love that comic. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> uh, so yeah, they save, uh, they save Steven. Uh, the cloak tries to help out, but, um, fails to get, stop Steven being sucked out. So Peter gets him. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, we talked about this last week, so maybe we won't, shouldn't talk about it now. Uh, Steven wants to go home and I brought up that the portal doesn't. Uh, why doesn't he just portal away? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I do think that Stark did convince him. He was like, hey, they're going to keep coming to Earth. Yeah. So why don't we do our one, you know, heads up of trying to, uh, or our one uh, surprise attack move? I, I think it at least convinced him. Because, you know, if, if Doctor Strange goes back to Earth, what's he going to do? Is he just going to, stay on earth obviously thanos has some way to find the stones because mm-hmm. he just shows up right where they are on earth right or like his his lackeys do the the children of thanos right yeah so well they yeah he knows that there are two stones on earth um how he knows where the time stone is is what confuses me i i don't know i mean he knows he knows where both of them are right he knows where he knows where the time stone is to find mm-hmm. uh, Doctor Strange. He also knows or has some way to find the Mind Stone because they show up in Wakanda. Yeah, well, so the theory is that I've heard, which I was going to bring up later when we talk about Thanos, but we can talk about it now, is that the Soul Stone, because it's connected to the other stones, that's why uh, Red Skull got transported to protect the Soul Stone, uh, was, can sense where the other stones are. So that's why he can pop right to he knows exactly where on earth everything's happening. He pops right to Titan when there was actually <clears throat> Yeah, well I guess no. <laughs> now I'm not saying it out loud. I do this all the time. Uh because like he knew Ebony Ma was going to Titan. He knew that the army was in Wakanda, so I guess it makes sense. Yeah, I I would assume that he has some way to know the general vicinity of where that the stones are. Like, yeah. you know, within some number of within a kilometer. I don't know. I'm just <laughs> making something up, right? Yeah. Because uh, right at the start of the film, he knew that the space stone was on the ship with the Asgardians, but he didn't mm-hmm. know where exactly. Like Loki had it, so. I mean, I mean, yeah, but Loki had it hidden in like a pocket dimension or his pocket or something. Yeah, like but he had we, it there, yeah, right. Some, yeah, yeah. And like here we know in the third part, Strange has it hidden. He doesn't have it on him. It is on him. No, he picks it out of the sky, so it's in like some pocket, different dimension. He can't use it. Oh yeah, I see what you mean. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, so they crash on Titan. Uh, mm-hmm. This ship, I think, are made for Titans like Thanos mm-hmm. because it's the way uh, you do it. It's like I think it's made for two people to or one person really big mm-hmm. where Tony and Peter have to kind of navigate it together. Yeah, I mean, that's exactly what he said, right? Like, yeah, this is made for one really big guy. I don't yeah. know how Stark figured that out so quickly, but he did. So, so mm-hmm. that's cool. Yeah. Um, and I guess Ebony Ma piloted it, like, using telekinesis? Yeah, sure, why not? That makes sense. Yeah. 
So they crash land there and get instantly t- uh, attacked by the remaining guardians. Mm-hmm. Three guardians. I I do like the the quick call out that Spider Man Peter Parker still a teenager because yeah. instead of warning Iron Man and Doctor Strange that the guardians are coming, he he just makes some stupid comment and then says, "Anyway, I'm trying to tell you." They're here, and then like immediately get attacked. Like he he knew he had some time. Yeah, you know what? This really annoyed me. But since across the Spider Verse dropped, um, which as a recording it was like five days ago, um, <laughs> so no spoilers, no spoilers. But I've been reading. I renewed my Marvel Unlimited, so I've been reading a lot of Spider Man because it just made <laughs> me really want to read some Spider Man. And you know what? That is in line with other Peter Parkers. Instead of giving the most important information, he'll make a joke about it first. <laughs> yeah, why not? Yeah. He'll be fine. He knows it. Yeah. I mean, like, the of the three of them who's in the most danger, it's uh, the person without an iron suit. So I guess it's okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. I know he... Yeah. It won't be super easy to get to Strange with through all the magic, but... If he's worried about an alien situation with like face huggers laying eggs in their stomach, Tony and Peter are in the best situation. Face completely covered. Yeah, exactly. Like it's it's at least some kind of protection. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh so if this ended up being a fight to the death between the three guardians and technically like not Avengers, but three earthbound heroes. Who do you think would win? Oh, yeah, easily these three Avengers. Yeah. Um, like, here's the problem. The, the Guardians have gone on, and, like, every time we see them, it feels like their power levels, like, go up exponentially. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we do see that with other characters, like Thor. Definitely, like, God, th- this last one, uh, Thor, Love, and Thunder, like, he is just, like, <laughs> nothing can stop him. Ever. He's a Again, god. Like, yes, I know, but like what we saw of him in, um, you know, the first Thor mm-hmm. to the second to like each time he's just more and more powerful. Like what we see him do in Love and Thunder feels like it's way more powerful than what he could do in Ragnarok when he was fighting his sister. So, um, I that's think just it's what all, it feels like. It's all about the opponents. Uh. Even in Avengers, where they're not fighting super strong, he gets stabbed by whatever this Asgardian hair clip that Loki has. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, True. He's human in the first one. Um, and yeah. like he, he doesn't get too messed up in uh, Age of Ultron. Mm-hmm. And he's going up against Hela and Thanos, who has two Infinity Stones. Or at least one when he strikes him in this one. So I'm just <laughs> like, yeah, the ones that actually hurt him are god-level threats. If you count, I'm assuming the metal he gets stabbed with in Avengers is like Asgardian metal or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, true. But it, anyway, back to back to this, uh, to okay. your question about the, like who would win in this fight. Oh, yes. Um, yeah, we, we've got the Guardians. Let's see. the Which Guardians is it? We've got Star-Lord, Drax, Mantis... And that's it. And that's it? Yeah, okay. Yeah, just those three. Like, Drax, pretty strong. We, we know bullets just bounce right off of him. Because uh, mm-hmm. we see that in the, the uh, Christmas Holiday special Christmas. they did this past yeah. year. Yeah. Um, Star-Lord, 
uh, he's he's not extra powerful. Like he doesn't have powers, but mm. he's he's good at his his thing. His uh, yeah, he's he's got space tech. Yeah, yeah, exactly. His space tech. <laughs> yeah, growing up being a ravager, he knows tricks to to fighting that kind of stuff. Yeah, but uh, given the other three people like that they're fighting, I think you know Doctor Strange, who is literally the greatest sorcerer from Earth. Right, mm-hmm. that that's why he gets the title of Sorcerer Supreme, um, and then Tony Stark, Iron Man, and and okay, yeah, Spider Man, pretty pretty good. Um, yeah. I, I think those three easily beat these three Guardians that we see. Yeah, I mean, it from the way it ends, yeah, it looks like it because the cloak and Iron Man take down Drax uh, because he would not survive that giant blast. <laughs> oh yeah, I forget about the two, uh, the or about the extra character, the cloak. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then Star-Lord, but Star-Lord takes down Spider-Man, but, uh, Peter's, uh, I'm sorry, Spider-Man. Now I gotta call him Star-Lord and Spider-Man, because we have two freaking <laughs> Peters. Oh, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Spider-Man has already tied up Mantis. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I guess Strange gives them a slight edge, like, if it was a fight to the death. Yeah. Or, I guess, the cloak would. <laughs> but, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. Um, Peter Quill and Tony Stark are two people who interact who I didn't know I needed them to interact. Uh, <laughs> just like the top of the intelligence and the very lowest. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's not stupid. He's just he's uneducated. No, yeah, yeah. yeah, he's yeah, uneducated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and he's got street I think... smarts, as people would say. Yeah, and I think uh, Quill's thing is he works better, or he likes people to underestimate him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, um, well, he yeah he he is essentially a, a con man, right? He knows yeah. how to deal with people and and that kind of stuff. So yeah, yeah. I mean, the the only thing that bugs me is, oh, uh, but it is like he left Earth when he was like what eight? How old was he when he left Earth? I don't remember. They they said it, but yeah, I'll say something yeah, around he, that. Yeah, eight, he wasn't yeah. a teenager yet. Um, so when he says like, um, I'm not from Earth. I'm or uh, where was it? Like he asked him, "Are you from Earth?" Like, no, I'm from Missouri. Like that's on Earth. <laughs> he should know that. So I don't know what he's pulling here. <laughs> I, I mean, if you get a chance to make a stupid joke like that, why not? Yeah, that's <laughs> but, yeah. true. Then again, uh, I mean, it really feels like in the comics, Earth is kind of that like, like the backwater planet, like Hicksville kind of stuff, right? So maybe he just grew up making sure he would tell people, no, I'm not from Earth at all. No, I'm from some planet you don't know of. Oh, uh, so (laughs) it's it's like when, uh, when I traveled to Europe... Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say no. I'm from America. No, I'm from California because exactly people mm-hmm. like California more than they like average Americans abroad. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Yeah. So I, I just, never heard that one. I heard people say San Francisco. Like, say you're from San oh, Francisco. Really? But yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, yeah, California is probably just the same. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yes. No, I do not live in Hollywood. Um. Yeah. So it's like maybe people just assume, oh, Missouri. It's some other planet we've never heard of, but it's not that terrible Earth place. Yeah, yeah, or exactly. Terra. 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, I, I'm glad you reminded me because I might uh, for vacation this year might leave the country. And yeah, I, I need to make sure I don't tell people that I live in Florida now. No, no, I'm, I'm from California. That's yeah, which 100%. Is true. I am. I am from California, just not. Anymore. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> no, you don't tell people they will not let you into certain places if you tell them they're, you're from Florida. Mm-hmm. And I don't blame them. <laughs> Florida man. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, so yeah, so they team up, and Strange looks in the future, and as you said in the intro, he find he looks at fourteen million six hundred five uh, futures where only one of them is a success. Mm-hmm. But I assume it's a future from this point, like using the these scenarios with these people on this planet. He didn't see the future of the multiverse of madness universe, where Black Bolt. Uh, Professor X, Mr. Fantastic, Captain Carter, and uh, Captain Marvel all team up. Yeah, but also, they didn't have those characters. What do you mean? Yeah, or or, let me rephrase that. I think I agree with you with what you said. He did not see that universe because they don't have those characters. They don't have humans on Earth yet, right? Like, that's a big one. Um, They barely know about the Inhumans, and they're never going to talk about them again. We know that for sure. I mean, uh, <laughs> my question, though, bringing that up, is, is he looking into the future or is he looking into alternate timelines, alternate universes? I, as- I assume he's looking at potential futures for this okay. timeline that they are in. Like, Which depending all, on, like, based on the multiverse theory, they all come true in different universes. That's basically what we learn in, lo- well, sort of, kind of, it gets a little murky with with what how things are explained in loki but yeah there's yes and no because like in loki we find out that there's only one universe sort of kind of this universe doesn't branch let's go with that um this one timeline doesn't branch when it does branch the tva goes and gets rid of it so it's supposed to follow a set path i in that sense that that is something We've had that this oh, discussion. Sorry, but... <laughs> I I think you have a fundamental misunderstanding of how the multiverse works. N- no, the the reason I'm saying that because this is something that He Who Remains said at, at that last episode. The way that he talked about the multiverse and and then the multiversal war, he made it sound like, or at least my last interpretation of rewatching it a few months ago was, mm. he closed off this universe. There are other ones that exist but he made sure that this one at least stays completely separate from all those other ones that got crazy. And then at the end, uh, you know, Sylvie kills him and then things branch out like crazy and and all, he did all that work for nothing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's, that was my interpretation of his big old speech at the end. Um, Yeah. I think they're, I mean, but what you're saying is maybe I misunderstood you originally. Oh, we're not going to (laughs) relitigate this. We'll get there in low key. Anything else for uh, these, this crew? Or do we want to go to Rocket Groot and Thor? Uh, no, no. I, I just want to bring up, because I think I'm going to say uh, again next week, but when you look at 14 million possible scenarios, and only one of them works, and it is the one that works, right? Because we see that in Endgame. Then, uh, I God, I'm curious how some of the other ones did go. Like, Because I've always thought, like, hey... Did he look at ones where he used future knowledge to also alter things? Like where he says, hey, um, for example, um, you know, the 
the uh, the stuff we'll talk about next week when they're actually fighting Thanos and Peter Quill kind of like he starts waking up Thanos, right? Like it, it's kind of yeah. his fault that, that all that happens <clears throat> in, in a sense. Uh, what if Doctor Strange told him, hey, this is what's going to happen. Uh, so Star-Lord, why don't you take your ship and go to this other planet over here? Because we're, you know, we're going to fight, yeah. fight, fight, and then we'll end up there. And all he's doing is lying to Star-Lord to get him off planet so that he doesn't ruin the planet. But obviously he's needed for something, right? Yeah. So I'm, yeah. yeah, no, I think the line we get in Endgame that if I tell you what happens, it won't happen is because he's seen that future. Yeah. yeah it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, he told him or changed something and it doesn't work. He's like, mm-hmm. so, so yeah. yeah. Strange just has to let things roll out. Because, mm-hmm. like, he could have, when he was beaten, like, I mean, he could have uh, opened a portal beneath uh, Quill and put him, like, a mile away so mm-hmm. he can get it off, but it wouldn't have yeah. worked. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, so. Anyway, that was it. That's all. And I'll, we'll probably say that exact same thing next week. I know. And yeah. in, like, a year <laughs> or two years. Yeah. Two years, two years. Yeah, it's it's right. basically another hundred episodes after these when we get to. <laughs> no, we did that because we for a while no, we know. thought our our three hundredth episode would be these around these, yeah. and then we we, we found out oh episodes. our four hundredth episode is going to be later. But yeah, the scrolls messed with it and some other stuff. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, Thor, Rocket, and Groot. Mm-hmm. I guess Thor can speak Groot. Yeah, cool. He took a class. Good for him. Yeah. Save save some time. Mm-hmm. Right. Which means I always assume that Groot's race, like if there was another guy named Phil, he would say I am Phil, or if there's another <laughs> guy, the female Groot named I'm Patricia, they always say I am Patricia. <laughs> but no, everyone just says I am Groot. Apparently, <laughs> yeah, they're not. They're they're more like Pokemon in that sense, right? They only okay. say their their name. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no. I mean, that's that's the race. Yeah, that is um, the the group race. I I think well, it's it's uh, it's yeah. not like oh, they I don't know say called, in. Yeah. Uh, God, they have a name. Oh, okay. Uh, um, Groot is Eflora Colossi, and I remember this because I couldn't remember the name of it, but they say it in, or they don't say it, they show it in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 1 when they're arrested and they show all the little stats on the side. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So, yeah. So so not like Pokemon in that sense. No. Okay. No. All right, fine. <laughs> okay, well, good to know. But uh... yeah, when Rocket says you speak Groot, it's probably because he doesn't know what a Florist Colossi is. Just yeah, why why would he or anyone yeah. else? Yeah, well, this group is the only well, it's only the second group that they've ever seen, but that's because he was born from the corpse of the other one. So yeah, maybe that first group would have told him, and Rocket just didn't care. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Maybe mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> so um, uh, Rocket tries to be a captain, right? Yeah, a little little leader, I guess that we see yeah. of uh, yeah, mm-hmm. try to try to console Thor a little, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, we've talked about this a lot. Everything that, uh, Rocket, or that Thor's lost. Um, God, it sucks that we can't talk about Volume (laughs) 3, because there's a lot of stuff to talk about with this scene. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. So we will not say anything about Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, but. Yeah. 
Um, one thing Thor does, that's something we can't talk about. Thor says, um, it's like, he's never fought me. Yes, he has, but he's never fought me twice. Mm -hmm. Every enemy takes Thor two times at least to kill him. The big named ones. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, Yeah. every big Mm -hmm. enemy we've seen. Like, because that's most, I mean, it's the Marvel formula. It's like, you fight the enemy and the enemy wins first time. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, he never fought you twice. He, he might switch it up. <laughs> might defeat him this time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Unfortunately, it doesn't really work the second time either. It's uh, just because we see how he fights him at the end of this movie. And I mean, he wins the fight, I guess, but he doesn't kill Thanos. Yeah, he wins, what is it, wins the battle, but loses the war. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, <laughs> and he gives him the eye. Thank you, sweet rabbit. Uh, reinforcing <laughs> my theory that uh, raccoons are only native to Earth. There are other; uh, they have other animals that are all over the galaxy: rabbits, uh, monkeys. But raccoons are strictly Earth-based. Because <laughs> <laughs> Thor has been around, and he's never seen. A raccoon? That's yeah, that's and, where you're going with? Okay. Yeah, and like Ego calls him a triangle-faced monkey, and uh, there's other ones. I forget. Um, Nebula calls him something in Volume 2 also, but they all call him stuff, and they're <laughs> nothing, they never call him a raccoon. They call him other Earth things, but never raccoons. <laughs> yeah. So. Huh. Um... Yeah, so they uh, get there and uh, find out that the star is turned off. <laughs> mm-hmm. So they have to restart it. Like, yeah, we'll talk about E-Tree maybe later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't have too much for him, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Rocket calls out that the physics don't make sense uh, <laughs> about restarting the star, but <laughs> it's okay because Thor's is from a world where uh, there's magic. Because there's just a lot of science that we don't understand yet, so the physics doesn't have to make sense. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it's space magic technology. It's just throw whatever words you want to throw on there to eventually make it all work. Yeah, it's yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anything else for these guys? Um, actually, one last thing. I didn't realize yeah. until watching this round um, that Thor is kind of the connecting tissue between all of these groups of characters, mm-hmm. right? Like he was originally on earth with the Avengers mm-hmm. and then and Kevin Bacon. Uh, yep. And Kevin Bacon. And then he, in this film, he meets up with the guardians of the galaxy who kind of tells that. And he essentially tells them about the, the stuff with Thanos. Mm-hmm. Um, and then later the guardians and some of the Avengers meet on Titan. And so then they're like, Oh, Hey, cool. You know, Thor, we're all friends now. Cool. That makes it easy. So he he knows all of it. He, he basically every group uh, except the Wakandans, but he he meets them at the end of this film um, yeah. very briefly. I don't think he talks to anyone because he's a little busy. But yeah, yeah. Um, and the Nebula breaks out of the Chitari, uh, who have her held hostage. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and then we have the one last section of uh, Thanos and Gamora. Which I think we should save that for Thanos in Villains, because it's mostly okay. him. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, okay, cool. Uh, in that case, I guess we're we're done with, with our heroes. Nothing else? Mm-hmm. Anything, Tony? Yep. 
only an hour in, so we're Ooh, making good time. All right. Cool. All right, let's take a quick break, and then we'll we'll talk about villains. Welcome to Baston Robbins. Would you like to try our mango fruit blast? And Jerry's named a flavor after me, so stark raving hazelnuts. Not bad. Excuse me, miss. You know anything about a lady blowing a hole through the roof of that blockbuster over there? Witness says she was dressed for laser tag. Tony, I know you have one. So tell me about the closest toy weapon to you right now. I have a little tiny me on here. <laughs> and it sucks. It's made of plastic, oh, terribly unbalanced. And worst of all, if anyone gets within three feet of you, they'll know it's a toy. What you need, and what everyone needs, is a toy weapon from the Dwarves of Nidavellir. The Dwarves of Nidavellir have extensive experience creating toys that don't act like toys. A toy hammer that can be used to smash your imaginary enemies. Also, nails into a board. A shield that can block the strikes of a foam sword and actual bullets. A full suit of iron you can fly around in. And best of all, they look like real weapons with almost none of the deadly qualities of a real weapon. Some of them throw lightning, but those come with a warning sticker. Use promo code MCRewind to get the extra safety features upgrade for free. I've had toys throw lightning before, but mostly because of like loose wires and <laughs> hazards. <laughs> yeah. I'm, yeah. I was grabbing right next to me. I have my real bow, my real weapon. <laughs> but yeah. All right. Moving on to our villains. I ask you to what end? Dread it. Run from it. Destiny arrives all the same. It's funny, isn't it? How even the best of men can be deceived by their true nature. What the hell does that mean? That I am the ill intent. Or Thanos. Or, 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 hold on. I have one little note for Ebony Ma. He was torturing Steven with surgery tools. So, that's appropriate for uh, torturing a doctor. Yeah, exactly. All right. Back to Thanos. <laughs> mm -hmm. Um, yeah, so he's trying to, like, convince Gamora to, uh, I guess, like, to heal their broken relationship i guess offering her food telling her how he saved her and all her people by killing all her people half her people yeah i mean this is good cop bad cop right like he he's he knows that gamora knows where the soul stone is mm -hmm. he has no idea where that one is like he has no idea how to find it so yeah. he's gonna start by trying to be nice because as soon as you go mean, you can't you can't go back from that. So he's like, yeah. hey, remember all the good times, like when I saved your life? And she's like, you mean when you killed half my planet? I mean, potato, tomato, but sure, I right. guess. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But niceness doesn't work because she hates his chair. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah. He wanted her to take over the galaxy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, eventually he'll die. So, yeah. Yeah. He needed. He needs an heir. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, all, the thing is, to rule the galaxy, you'd have to be a guardian of that of said galaxy. So she's pretty much doing the same thing already. <laughs> yeah, a little less power, more of a ragtag group, but yeah, yeah, she's yeah. She's, <laughs> yeah. I mean, she's dating the son of a god. 
That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Um, a dead god who lost a lot of powers, but mm-hmm. they don't need to tell anybody that. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so when good cop doesn't work, he becomes bad cop and shows that he's been torturing Gamora. Uh, to, or to, he's been torturing Nebula. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh, so that scene right there, it just that one right there particularly is a reminder of just how cruel of a person he is. Like mm-hmm. he, so Gamora is his favorite daughter and he, he genuinely loves her from what we can tell, right? Like he Look. is crying when he realizes he's going to have to kill her to get the soul stone. Oh, he, he believes he loves her, but yes. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. That, that's true. Um, his version of love. Yes. Um, but it, it genuinely makes him sad that he has to kill her, right? That, I think mm-hmm. that part, like, at least we agree with. He yeah. seems to have no issue doing that to Nebula. No. Whatsoever. Yeah. And this is, like, he's torturing her in front of Gamora, to, so that way she'll, you know, give up the information. Like, how much did he do that to her before he even had Gamora? Oh, he's been doing it. Well, probably just because he snuck, she snuck into his room to mm-hmm. try to kill him, or at least onto the ship. I don't know if in the room. Yeah. But, like, so he's been torturing her just because since that happened. Um, <laughs> potentially, what, like, six years ago or whatever? How long is it between when... <laughs> the sh- or, no, four years ago? Yeah, yeah, in, in the timeline. 2014 yeah. to 2018, yeah. Yeah, four years since the Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Um, yeah, but potentially four years. I mean, it... Probably less, right? Mm-hmm. But eh, yeah, we don't know. Like, I, I think I would assume. So it's it's after Gamora finds where the Soul Stone is, and I guess we have no idea when that would have been. But I assume that would have been after the events of the first Guardians of the Galaxy movie, because before that, yeah, she was or, kind of in line with Thanos. Yeah, I, I think she was obviously had it in mind that she was going to leave Thanos. Mm-hmm. She just yeah. needed an opportunity. She told Nebula after Nebula left Thanos. That's definitely true. Because she, yes. she wouldn't have said, I know where it is, but I'm hiding it. <laughs> From someone who is still completely allied with Thanos, like she was in Guardians 1. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, they, they, they need some level of trust between these two characters. Yeah. So, yeah, But she may have found the map and been like, oh, he can actually do it. That might have been one of the things that made her switch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But unfortunately, uh, he has uh, backdoor access to all her memories. Yep. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, finds out that uh, she knew where it was. And also, she couldn't lie about it because she's bad at lying, which is a good callback to uh, Volume 2, Guardians of Volume 2, because Quill says in Nebula, it's like, sir, for, sir, for an evil supervillain, you're really bad at lying. <laughs> Makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, so they go to uh, Vormir, which is actually mm-hmm. not a place in the comics. It's completely made up for this. Oh, really? Huh. Yeah. Um, so, I, I recently started playing uh, Marvel Snap on my phone. I don't know if you ever okay. played that, that game. I do not. Uh, it's kind of fun. Um, I had to uninstall the previous game that I was playing on my phone because it was it was pretty addictive. So <laughs> I needed something else. And I remember hearing, oh, yeah, this is fun. Um, so the way it works, like you have like a deck of cards uh, and 
like and then as the game goes you have three different lo- uh, locations of like where mm-hmm. people are fighting like where you put your cards in that location and uh Voromir has shown up before so i mean i'm assuming that they you know just like grab it from the movie but i was actually kind of surprised because a lot of this stuff is it's yeah. pretty much all comic based is what it looks like but then yeah. they have or- like variant skins for the cards and stuff like that yeah, so, yeah. I, I i i'll say this I know this from, like, you know, I watch all those Easter egg videos. Right after Infinity War dropped, they would make a big deal. Vormir is not in the comics. They may have added it to the comics in the five years since. Oh, yeah. It's not the first time that the movies have influenced the comics, right? Coulson is a character from the Um, the stuff that went in the comics. Yeah, Darcy Darcy has just been recently introduced in the comics. Oh, Um, cool. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, they go with Vormir. What was your reaction to seeing Red Skull <laughs> again the first time you saw this? Um, I was surprised. Yeah. Yeah, like, and then, I mean, you kind of, I think you heard in, in the summary that I gave, like, yeah, Red Skull shows up for some reason. Like, why? Why is he, does he have no way off the planet? Like, why mm-hmm. does he know that he has to do this, that he has to tell people how to get to the, the stone? I don't. I don't get it. That that just feels like an east like like they wanted to put him in there and they didn't know where so they just threw him there. Like right you you need to link back to all of the previous movies. And they're like, "Hey, he ended up somewhere. I guess we could just say he's here." It it just it yeah. felt forced. Yeah. I I disagree. I think it it's perfect. Like it made complete sense to me the first time I saw it was okay. yeah, the Infinity Stones are connected. Um and he touched a space stone and it sent him somewhere. So it would send him somewhere mm-hmm. where there's in space where the infinity stone needs to be protected. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a lot of mystery about the 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 history of like this altar where the soul stone is. Um, so there are rules we don't understand. Hopefully, I frankly, hopefully they never get explained mm-hmm. because yeah. I think over explaining stuff kind of ruins a lot of the mystery. See Star Wars and Midichlorians. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's fair. But, I, yeah. Okay. Uh, I was just going to say, I mean, they've also really moved past that, right? Like once, once we got to the stuff after phase three, they really have said, no, we're, we're done. No more infinity gem stuff. Like we'll have a couple of references to how that stuff affected now, but like no more gems. We're not doing that anymore. That, that they, seems they, to be... I agree. They say that now. If these <laughs> okay. movies keep going, like if we get to phase nine, yeah, maybe not. <laughs> uh, when, not if, when. <laughs> no, it's a big if. We'll see uh, if these are still true, popular yeah. in fifty years. But it's Oof, been yeah. twenty-four years since this bubble has, or this comic book trend has started. So we'll see. Okay. Yeah. True. All right. <laughs> um. So yeah. So Thanos finds out that he needs to offer a soul for a soul. And we kind of talked about this a little bit. But, um, yeah, this this scene got a lot of criticism. Not just because it killed off Gamora, but um, talking about how can an abuser love their victim? Because that's what Thanos is, is abuser to Gamora. Mm -hmm. Um, I think the way to work around it is, like, because I don't... It's not real love if you're abusing the person. Mm -hmm. But it's all about what's important to the person doing the sacrificing. It's not yes. about what they intentionally, if they actually love the person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah. And it does have to be specifically a person, a soul for the soul stone. Like it can't be the thing you want most, which in this case is the thing he wants most is to end half of all life. Well, he can't give up the dream to get the soul stone. Yeah, it's true. It's, it's, um, I don't, I was going to say something, but I don't want to get into the weeds. If animals have souls. (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. But yeah, we, we've. Uh, I mean, this kind of thing has shown up in in other media too. Um, uh, I don't remember. I don't know why I remember this. Uh, but the because you were talking about animals, um, in the the show TV show Once Upon a Time, there was something similar to mm-hmm. this, where like they they had to the person doing some super spell had to sacrifice what they loved the most, and uh, so she tried doing that spell and got rid of her. Or she killed her favorite horse, and the spell didn't work. Then later she kills her dad. So that, yeah, like yeah. that's a that was a, a big one. Yeah, I watched I watched that up until the Frozen season. I fell off of uh, Once Upon a Time, but yeah. it was very convoluted. I, I it, like I did not was. remember most of it. I, yeah. I liked it when I was watching it, but looking back, <laughs> like I remember very few specifics about that show yeah yeah the first season and a half i would say was probably good i i might rewatch that just to see because like sometimes i remember thinking like hey i remember the show started good and then it got bad like maybe i should rewatch it and see if i was correct or if i just didn't know where they were going with it i did that once with a uh, arrow first season actually holds up pretty well after yeah. that uh, yeah yeah um yeah, no, I'm not going back to the CW shows. I'm sorry, I've tried. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. I I do want to watch the final season of The Flash, which is now on Netflix. So I is already do dropped. That. Wow. Yeah, apparently I I I saw yeah I saw a pop up uh, yesterday actually on Netflix. It said, "Hey, you can watch," hmm. or maybe not a pop up, but something. Like Netflix told yeah, me because yeah. I I watched the uh, the last three episodes of the previous season. Just so I know, like, who are some of these characters? You know, mm-hmm. there's obviously new characters, characters since the last time I watched. So many, so many new characters. Oh, I had yeah. no idea what was going on. Um, but he won the big fight by sitting down. So, Spoilers. spoiler alert for that season. Yeah. Uh, right now, I might not watch it. But <laughs> in, like, six years, maybe I'll feel nostalgic. <laughs> okay, sure. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so, uh, she, she realizes what's happening. Uh, Gamora, not, oh, yeah. us. was it Cecile from the flash? Is that her name? I don't know. That was about when she was pregnant. It was about the time I stopped watching the flash. Oh, so. okay. I, I stopped before that. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, she tries to kill herself, but he turns into the bubbles. We talked about the bubbles yesterday. It's from the comics. Cause I was still <laughs> confused when I wrote these notes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. Not yesterday, last week. Not even yesterday when we were recording. I don't know what the hell. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> um, yeah. This death scene. I'm not going to spoil Guardians 3. But after knowing what happens with Gamora and Guardians 3. This hurts more. <laughs> okay. I. I it's get re- that. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I, I also don't want to spoil anything. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, that's, that's our rule. I, I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure like all but one person listening has seen that movie. But again, we, you know, that, that's our rule. We're right. not People are that. still concerned about COVID. <laughs> Maybe they're not making the movies. No, seriously. It's like, I understand if oh, you haven't true, seen yeah. the new movie yet. Yeah. I, I did forget about that. Yes. Um, it, it's, it, it's just habit, right? To think like, Hey, you really want to see this. So I'm, I'm going to go, but no, you're right. Yeah. Um, uh, 
Yeah, I guess that's true. I, I never really thought about it. Um, you know, how that, you know, how the, these two link in a sense, because that mm-hmm. is a different person in that movie. Uh, but yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. Yep, and then Thanos wakes up, flashlight, and he wakes up with the Soul Stone. And mm-hmm. Red Skull can go wherever he wants until Cap puts up Stone back and then he's screwed. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're never going to see what happened there. Ugh. Never say never, man. There's a lot You're of right. stuff we You're didn't right. expect to see. That's true. That is true. All right. Never, right. yeah. N- never thought we'd see Abomination again. Never thought we'd see the Red Skull again. Um, never thought we would see Black Bolt in a film. <laughs> There, this yeah. black bolt from Inhumans. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So I still just... don't think we'll see him again. But all right. Yeah, but we saw him once. <laughs> That's more it. than I ever thought. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, let's move on to the guy in the chair. Yeah. Guy in the chair. And I turn the corner and I see this guy drop his backpack. He's getting all in his face. And right before he's about to throw the first punch, Katie comes out of nowhere, steps right between us, and starts screaming the lyrics to Hotel California. What? <laughs> it's the art of confusion. Works great on stupid people. No, 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 no. Not those three wombats. No way. E-Tree, the saddest dwarf. Oh. He's the last dwarf. He, Thanos didn't even um, keep with his half of people. He just killed all of them. Yeah, that was, like, way worse, too. He was just, like, just want to make sure he doesn't... like. What, why Why stop there? Like, why not also just kill Itri? He killed, like, he broke his arms or, like, melted metal them in under metal. his arms. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, that's, that's just worse. I assume he'll eventually die of starvation. Like, he can't, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what he can do. He can, it feels mm-hmm. worse. It feels like he's just being <laughs> cruel just, just to be cruel. I agree. I 100% yeah. agree. Mm-hmm. Um. Luckily, I'm not saying do it now because it'd be a mm-hmm. terrible idea. He would die most likely. I don't know how dwarves work, mm-hmm. but um, I guess technically because they live in space and they have all these like cool prosthetic arms that Rocket wants, they could ch- chop off his hands, and give him robot hands. True. Yeah, and maybe the next time we see him, that'll be what happened. Yeah. True. Um. Yeah. All right. Yep. Poor, poor Itri. Mm-hmm. I don't know what to say about him. Uh, yeah, exactly. I mean, he's still really cool, still able to make weapons, I guess. But man, that sucks. Oof. All right. All right. Do we have anyone else for guy in the chair? Uh, nope. I mean, the only thing that I would have brought up was talking about Ross. Um, but we talked about yeah. him earlier. I just wanted to. I was curious if he knew about Thanos or what threat was coming to Earth slash half the universe. But yeah. All right. Do you have anything for 12% of the plan? Stark Tower is your baby. Give yourself 12% credit. 12%? An argument can be made for 15. 12%? Well, I my baby? did do all the heavy lifting. Literally, oh. I lifted the heavy things. I've been dangling over the Grand Canyon for 12 I know, hours. I know, I know, I know. You went to the Grand Canyon? He could have used your help. What percentage? I don't know. 12%. 12%? <laughs> that is not a plan. It's barely a concept. You're taking their side? I am Groot. So what? It's better than 11%. What the hell does that have to do with anything? No, I do not. And anything that I would put here, we definitely talked about already. Yeah, the only thing I have is, uh, like, the theme of this movie is what are they willing to sacrifice 
Thanos is willing to trade lives, and he wins. And yep. then Cap and the Avengers aren't until it's too late. Like, and mm-hmm. obviously they kill Vision, but it's already too late for that. Um, so yeah, and then for Endgame, when they're willing to sacrifice themselves, Cap hundred percent was willing to sacrifice himself, and Tony actually did it. Then they saved the universe. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, when on that note. <laughs> I guess uh, join us next time as we cover Invent- Avengers Infinity War Part 3, which is from this point in the movie all the way up to the end. So one hour and 36 minutes the movie to the end. Um, this is the part with everybody assembling for the big battle in Wakanda till the post credit scene where you'll hear next time what stupid assumption Tony made about the post credit scene. <laughs> Um, yeah, make sure you follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Instagram, more important, because Twitter, you know, it's dying. Uh, and give us that five-star rating on whatever podcast app you use. As always, it's the Marvel Cinematic Rewind signing off. Have a marvelous day. Bye.